because whatever whatever the challenge is there's also the gift exactly you know so those things that we see as maybe like bad things or whatever there's good stuff in that stuff and you don't want to get rid of that stuff you want to make a different kind of relationship with it so that it becomes your strength instead of something that your mind tells you is going to kill you We're for dreamers, seekers, healers, and anyone on their healing journey. This is episode two in the Soul Care series where I'm moving through each of the elements and their positive and negative pole attributes, offering soul-centered support. Soul Care is a multidimensional version of self-care that I wrote a book about called the Soul Care Workbook. And today we're focusing on the air element, which correlates to the heart chakra, which rules over the mind including our thoughts, words, and our ability to communicate. And on the continuum of the negative and positive poles of the air, we have envy and desire on one end and compassion and unconditional love on the other end. So I'll be sharing the poem from the book that's associated with the air in a moment and an interview with my dear friend and fellow polarity teacher, Shelly Bredesen. Shelly has been a student of energy medicine and polarity therapy, herbal medicine, and astrology for over four decades and has been teaching for a very long time. And I feature Shelly's astrology on my website, which is updated twice monthly, every new and full moon. So you should definitely check those out if you do not already. In this interview, Shelly shares how the air has been the source of both her suffering and her power, how energy healing and astrology helped her overcome debilitating anxiety and agoraphobia. And she offers some really humble yet sage advice that I think you will find interesting and supportive. So as we transition into the interview with Shelly Bradison, which is very fun and airy, I'll begin with a short poem that I wrote from the Soul Care Workbook on air. Unstruck, how we swoon and flatter, feathers flocking, alone together. Communal endeavors that heal and restore Promises of forevermore. Spring is breathing, hearts are beating like a drum, seeding our dreams of greener grasses. I am, we are. Starlight, so bright, happily ever after, mind over matter. New, fresh, restored, rebirthed. From the heart of the earth to the greatest heights, flights of fancy, free. You, me, whirling through eternity. So I'm here with my dear friend, Shelley Bredesen who is in New Mexico currently, where she resides. She's brilliant. She's a total genius. She's an incredible astrologer. 
she's a polarity teacher and she's been in this work for so long that she doesn't even realize that she's doing it all the time. <laughs> she's so steeped in it. She just oh, and breathes it. I do realize that I'm doing it all the time on some level. And I think that when I was introduced to polarity, the reason I fell in love with it was because it gave me a language of what I was already doing, but it, it helped me understand it, which the air element loves to put those pieces together. Yes. Yes. Well, you're one of the airiest people I've ever known in the best possible way. I just, it popped into my head like, oh, for the air element, we definitely need to have this conversation. You need to be in on this. <laughs> oh, well, I am truly honored, really. I mean, when you ask me about this, I'm like, oh my God, this is like, I, I love the air element. I also have some challenges with the air element because I have a lot of air and I do like to bounce because I, like, one of the things how I relate to the air is it brings messages it moves things around. It's not focused. We need the fire to focus the air. Without the fire, the air just goes whichever direction it goes in. Yeah. But it, it it brings messages. It's like, um, oh, I can't remember where I read it. It might have been Javel you was saying. It was like the air element is like circles of information within circles of information within circles of information. And then you find the connections in all of those things. It's all in there. I'm curious how you would put it in your words, Shelley some of the quote unquote negative pull qualities of imbalanced air? Well, air is, it's associated with the mind, our mental processes and, you know, having these human experiences, everything gets translated through the mind. So anything that can be dysfunctional or uncomfortable around the mind. So we could have anxiety, overwhelm or scattered thinking or things that are maybe not so fun. Air also likes to have fun. So out of balance, it's not fun. Right, right. right. Yes. <laughs> yes. One of the things that we were having in conversation earlier was in polarity therapy, Dr. Stone put the negative pole of the air element as desire or envy. So I, I would say an imbalance in any kind of mental process, which there's plenty of that, that we all experience to varying degrees. Desire and envy. I'm curious what you think. How do you notice that as an imbalance? Uh, desire is an imbalance. In my own personal experience, there's been things that I have desired or longed for that were not mine to have or mm -hmm. not mine to experience. And they did not feel good or did not make me happy. It's kind of like the desire of wanting something that isn't aligned with my soul or whatever was wanting to come in. That if it doesn't feel good, then that that is maybe the desire that Dr. Stone was referring to. I mean, any desire that is like distorted, any desire that takes you to the negative pole to get the resource that you need there, because I'm not opposed to negative pole, just so you right. know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I definitely want to say that. Of course. The air also, I just want to say, rules that communications, right? Mm -hmm. the, the ways that social media is in our lives and transfers information is very air. It's immediate, totally. it's quick. Yeah. And that is huge. There's a huge amount of our time as a culture that we spend in the air, reading and interacting with other people in this very heady way that's not actually embodied, right? That's why it's so distorted. Right, <laughs> on our phones, yeah. on our computers through the news that we're listening to. Absolutely. I, I agree. Yes. Yeah. 
for sure. But also just in, in staying within the realm of the air, being the heart chakra, mm-hmm. like finding your own frequency of truth that is not emitting judgment <laughs> yeah, via envy or desire or disgust or repulsion, right? That when we're coming from a place that's balanced in our own heart space, we can take in information whether or not we agree with it and we don't have to get thrown necessarily off our our path right yeah it's love what is yeah the the higher expression unconditional love I think another issue that is probably really relatable for most people within the air is, well, two that I'm thinking of now. One is overwhelm and the other one is anxiety. And they're a little bit connected. Sometimes overwhelm can cause anxiety, especially in the modern world where there is so much information exchange and it's around us all the time and we're being constantly bombarded by it. And that issue we spoke to earlier of the envy and desire being sort of one of the negative pole aspects of the air, there is so much information that we're bombarded with and that a lot of times that can be really overwhelming and it can throw us off in the air element through that experience of judgment or envy or desire And that's very intentional within marketing. You know, almost all marketing starts with what are the pain points of your targeted audience and how can you solve their problems by emphasizing the fact that they have a problem so that they will need what you have to sell. And we're being bombarded with that. And it's very intelligent and it's very psychologically damaging in my opinion. Oh, totally. Totally. Yes. And it's so rampant and we're so used to it. We know we're being bombarded with messages that we're not enough. How do we weed through that? We, we have to like have a level of awareness when we look at everything. So there's that aspect of the air that we live within that is, I think, a challenging thing to navigate. And that one of the ways that that imbalance can show up is in overwhelm and or in anxiety, just the amount of stress and pressure and expectations that people have on themselves and the amount of stress it takes just to live and survive. What comes to you when you think about that? In, in terms of using polarity tools, you have to first identify where the imbalance is. Are you dealing with a situation that is like that is it excess air, and is it because there's too much air, or is it because there's not enough of the other elements? Right. Because if there's not enough air, the imbalances look very similar. Right. Right. You know, like I mean, like people who struggle. I mean, I have I have had I've dealt with like debilitating anxiety. I mean, to the point where I had agoraphobia. I wouldn't leave my house for a while, which is how I got into the healing arts in the first place mm. a long time ago. Mm. Regular medicine didn't work because it's an energetic thing, right? So yeah. the imbalance of air was like for me, all the right thinking in the world was not going to change that for me. <laughs> it wasn't. I had to get out of my mind and into my body 
like getting out in nature or getting body work, especially a polarity session, hello, because they work deliberately with those elements is really beneficial. You personally, like you had too much air and it was resulting in anxiety. Yes. And that resulted in agoraphobia where you were not able to leave your home. Correct. And at that point, you said conventional medicine just wasn't working for you. You turned to energy medicine. Was that when you first turned to energy medicine or was that down the road? Had you already experimented or explored it? I was very young. So, I mean, I wasn't even uh, aware of what was out there. And I was introduced to, I don't know what came first. There was either an astrology reading or there was the energy work. This guy did this thing called hands-on healing where he just worked with energy. That's what he called it, hands-on healing. (laughs) It it helped me relax back into my body. I was like out of my body Mm -hmm. and I could feel the energy and it helped me get feel safe in my body because like he didn't touch me. I mean, when you're in a state of anxiety, it's like hyper. Anything with a hyper on it probably has a correlation to too much air. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was that was something that was really cool when that was happening. I felt myself return to my body. I felt safe in my body. I could breathe and I could reconnect with things. And then I could start like gathering my thoughts and even seeing what I was thinking. Because when I was in the state of anxiety, the thoughts were just like, I'm going to die something's taking over me. I'm crazy. There's no managing your thoughts when you're in that state. Right. With that kind of anxiety. There's no right thinking. Yeah. There isn't. Like I did talk therapy. I did psychiatry. I tried medications. I did all that stuff. None of that worked. The talk therapy made it worse. Right. Yeah. Just too much air. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So that was very useful. And then the astrology thing was like, it was still words, but it was coming at it from a different perspective where all these dots connected. And then there was this understanding of, oh, it's a soul contract. Cool. So somehow that just made it okay. And then I started dealing with it because then it was like, oh, cool. Well, I understand this. And this is just kind of like what I've I've agreed to work with. So, I mean, there's got to be some wisdom in this, right? Right. I love that. It is information. It's meeting the air in the air, but it gives you connections and context for maybe why you're experiencing what you're experiencing right now. And maybe even could validate within that larger context, how this is part of your growth and what you came here to overcome. Or work with or work with. Yeah, because whatever, whatever the challenge is, there's also the gift. Exactly. You know, so those things that we see as maybe like bad things or whatever, there's good stuff in that stuff. And you don't want to get rid of that stuff. You want to make a different kind of relationship with it. So that it becomes your strength instead of something that your mind tells you is going to kill you. love too that like for you in your story in your healer's journey actually you were dealing with this air imbalance that led to extreme anxiety and that what worked for you was energy work and hands-on healing 
and astrology. And those are the two things that you've been doing like for over 40 years. So what would you say those gifts were for you of having that experience of the anxiety? It brought me more to myself. Yes. My expression, the gift of the anxiety was that it was the doorway that opened up a path that I didn't even know existed that I felt connected to that I will be continuing on in this lifetime. And maybe it's from a past lifetime too. So maybe someday I will know everything there is to know about astrology, <laughs> not in this lifetime, <laughs> but it's just something that has, it, it feels aligned. It feels connected. It feels meaningful. It feels like there's purpose, not just for myself, but this is also how I connect with everything in life. It's how I can be in service to others. It's how I can be in service to life. It's just, it's, it's in my resonance. It's in my field. And so if it wasn't for the anxiety, I wouldn't have found my own resonance, I guess would be how I would say that. That's really beautiful. So just moving through your own imbalance with the air element and the anxiety specifically, you were able to discover your own resonance and some deeper way of being related to yourself. And that informed how you relate with the rest of the world. And how I can serve. Yes. Right. Well, specifically, it it sounds like the things that worked for you became tools that you started utilizing for yourself and then sharing with others and then teaching. Yes. And that's been your life path. And that was all started with, I have an imbalance and the tools that work for me. Now that's what I'm here to do. And without that imbalance, you wouldn't have been introduced maybe to the profound healing capacity of energy work or astrology or any of the natural healing arts because they you know you know this path one door opens up to another door and there's so much to explore right yes Yes. and I know you are an explorer (laughs) yes and you've opened many many doors and I just love that perspective and just that how that has been for you if somebody else that's listening to this was experiencing acute anxiety or knew somebody that was. And what would you say to them about that, that journey? I could speak to my own personal experience and just say that, you know, just because I was introduced to those things doesn't mean that that journey was like, oh, I'm healed. No, this is a lifelong journey, right? Right. I mean, I can still get very anxious. I've definitely got a lot more tools, but it's still a part of my soul contract. I'm still working with it. It's the, the wound that becomes the gift. So what I would say to somebody else, it's like, for me, it was, it was just like feeling completely out of control. You can't control the way the wind blows, right? You yeah. can't control anything outside of yourself, really. You can control what your choice in the moment. And that's all there is, is the moment yeah. when you're in that kind of state. But I would definitely also say that the things that that help me are getting out of my head or using my mind to make connections with things that are not related to the thing that's throwing me off because there's already too much energy on that thing. Right, right. I'm hearing that 
one way that you have found that's really helpful for you to balance the air for yourself, being a very airy person who has experienced extreme imbalances in the air that have been part of your soul journey, that coming to the body is really a helpful way. Being in nature is really a helpful way. If somebody is not sure what that means, like, what do you mean by coming to the body? How would you describe that? It would be the earth element for those who speak that language, you know, focusing on here and now and like noticing my fingers, noticing my hands, touching the body. There's actually a really good point to work is like on the ball of the foot there at the air zone. And you can touch deep into the, the ball underneath your toes on the bottom of your foot. And that really can bring you home right now. Right. You know, like yes. Start making, start making like the opposite of air like deep, slow connections into the foot, opening up that foot, breathing, focusing on the breath, using your mind to focus on how the breath feels coming into your body. That's using the air to get in touch with your body. So utilizing polarity reflexology, which is a whole thing unto itself, you could go work the zone of the air element, which is just under the toes in that ball of the foot going across the foot horizontally. You could work that with deep penetrating pressure, which would be more earthy touch, right? So that's kind of taking on the opposite quality of the air, which is quick and light. Mm -hmm. This would be deep and slow. And so using deep, slow touch, and then also you were saying um, breath, really meeting the air in the air with breath. And would you say breathing slower again, like slowing it down a little bit would be helpful? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, yeah, I mean, sometimes you have to meet things where it is. And if you're real jacked up, maybe you just pay attention to (laughs) and you start panting and then you but you do it intentionally. Yes. Right. Love that. Absolutely. I mean, and I love that you keep bringing this up about meeting things where they are. And that's another aspect of polarity and how we would treat anything is first before you take it somewhere new, you want to meet it where it is. And so if the experience is like chest breathing and it's quick and it's shallow, then you start by bringing some intentionality and maybe even accentuating what already is happening so that you can observe and become conscious of what you're doing first off. Right. And then from there, you can begin to offer it new direction. Yes. Yes. Love that. Love that. I mean, and there's a lot more, but I'm curious, like, what, what do you do for your anxiety? For me, definitely like going to the fire. <laughs> yes. That makes the, sense. So for me, I would say that it's movement, you know, just being in motion helps. If I'm sitting still, I can get very mental and I can get spinning out. And especially in the middle of the night, sometimes if I wake up can't go back to sleep. That's when I experience what I would call anxiety. Some of that's hormonal. And I've learned how to meet that with different herbs and diet, different ways of uh, allowing my energy to (laughs) reorganize. But when that does occur because of stress or or just life or whatever, um, 
definitely what has helped me is to just be really engaged physically as much as I can. So with yoga or with running, those are the two. Sometimes running is better for me when I have anxiety because it, it is that thing of meeting it where it is. It's mm-hmm. too hard to slow down and get to the mat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's too hard to sit and meditate. I can't meditate when I'm in that state. No way. So it's, you know, meeting it where it is. Dancing is huge for me. I do a lot of dance and sometimes that's dancing in my room or dancing in, you know, community mm-hmm. that really helps to kind of exhaust that energy that's spinning out. Right. I yeah. love that. I love that. I love that too, because the fire element for me is what I do when my air is not moving at all. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's like how our constitutions are different it really depends on how we would approach something. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it can be helpful to go to the physical when, when we don't have enough air and we need to get it going. And it's like you were saying, also helpful if we have too much and we need to calm it down. <laughs> right. For somebody like, I don't have any fire. Yes. In my, in my constitution. I mean, you know, we all have all those elements for sure, but that's the one that's in my natal constitution that's lacking. I've got earth. So it's like, I go to my other element that's strong right. to help me like get the thing that's out of balance back into balance. Right. You could go to that thing that's strong for you, your, your fire. Right. Yeah. Yes. And that makes sense too. Like that's really one way that information mm-hmm. through astrology or polarity can help you make those connections. Like where are your strengths? Mm-hmm. And I would say for anybody listening, they're not exploring those different healing arts and they're just curious in the moment. How do I identify that? Mm-hmm. I'm curious how you would say, how would somebody identify what are they, where are their strengths constitutionally speaking that they could go to? Oh, I should probably put something on my website that people could do that with. <laughs> yes, because I have this whole form made up. I'm going to put a little video out there on how to determine your elemental constitution based on your astrology chart. Oh, love it. Okay, so if yeah. you want to know more about your elemental constitution based on your astrology chart, just go to Shelly's website and you can watch her little video and she'll explain it. Right, but I won't be doing that until mid April because my son is coming to visit me. Okay. (laughs) So look for that after (laughs) mid-April. 2023. Yes. And my last series of episodes are all about the elements and how you can recognize them in or out of balance. And this series is going deeper with even more soul care oriented ways to tend to those. So I think Uh, This is perfect for the air because it's all about information, right? The first thing to do is to find out that information. Where am I strong or where am I imbalanced? Where elementally do I tend to hang out comfortably? And where am I getting stuck, right? Mm -hmm. I agree. Good. And knowing that, you know, sometimes that place that we get stuck, like you were saying, Shelly, is also our strength right? Our weakest place is also sometimes our strongest. Yes. Yes. There's gifts there. I mean, always. Yeah. I think that's a piece that a lot of people can really relate with like resource around because we all go there sometimes. Right. Maybe not everyone. I don't know. Or I mean, well, the opposite, the opposite pole of that is depression. Yes. Right. Like that, 
depression can also be related to an air imbalance. Right. We, we tend to think anxiety, but you can burn your air. You can have an air overload and burn it out. And then there's nothing, you know, then you go down to depression because I've been there too from too much air. Right. Yeah. So like a deep depression where you can't move because there's n- no movement. Right. Yes. Yes. When the wind stops yeah. blowing and your sailboat can't go anywhere. The yep. ship is sinking. <laughs> yep. yep, there's that. And a lot of times the things that work for, it's not always this true, but I mean, typically the anxiety and depression live on the same pole, you know, they're mm-hmm. opposite ends of the same pole. So what works for one can work for the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Energetically speaking. Yes. Right? It's gather the information, listen to the messages, find your resource. also like heart medicine it's the heart chakra and so one of the things that comes into mind as medicinal wherever we are on that continuum feeling anxious or feeling depressed is compassion I think of the heart as being a really beautiful place to cultivate compassion and that especially directed inward towards ourself can be its own kind of medicine. Definitely. Yeah, that's like that unconditional love thing. I definitely try to live in that all the time. Yeah. But, you know, there's times when you can't do it for the self. It's okay to start doing it for the things outside of you. Yes. And then bring it back. If you can do it from the self and then put it out, it's like, wow. Right. You know, it's like super, super potent and powerful. But sometimes... It's okay to start outside of the self, as long as you're willing to bring that back in. Right. My daughter led a meditation. We were singing this beautiful song. They're a very air, heart-centered person. And I actually interviewed them for my air episode in the last series. And um, I heard that, yes. Yeah, they shared a song that was all just beautiful heart energy. It was just our family sitting around Christmas Day. And they were sharing this song and then they led us just immediately into this guided meditation that was so powerful, just impromptu, because we were all in that beautiful place of singing together and harmonizing. And then we kind of landed and then they started speaking about imagining that you were holding yourself as an infant Mm -hmm. and just rocking your own infant body. (laughs) and holding it to your heart and just loving it and loving this infant self and maybe what does it need you know from you I love that you know if you feel like you can't give yourself that right now in the moment as an adult with all your whatever perceived flaws like at one time you were a perfect infant you could love that too that is so beautiful yes yeah so beautiful I think we were all crying (laughs) I bet So beautiful. I've also heard it, you know, offered where you could imagine a pet that you have loved, right? And then kind of bringing that inward into your heart, that love back at you, recognizing it's just a mirror for ourselves. And if we can't even love ourselves as an infant, sometimes we can love a pet, you know? 
mm-hmm. where you've gone with this. I really like this too. And I can definitely correlate this back to air because it's like, how are you directing your thoughts? How are you directing your mind? What are you going to do with your imagination? All the possibilities are in the air. Yes. Right. And it's the, it's the fire that breathes the life into the possibilities. It's like the thing that heats those up and makes those into something. That's what right. Yes. Yeah. Brings it more into manifestation. I love the idea that that one way to work with the air is through the imagination, through words, through affirmation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What you do with those words, what you do with that imagination, what you do with the, the we are like our, our minds. If we could hear everything that's going on in our minds, we'd be insane. But if you stop a minute and tune in, and then which things are you giving, which things are you giving your attention to? Right. Those thoughts that come in, what what thoughts are you giving your attention to? Because you get to choose that. Right. Unless you're not conscious of what you're paying attention to. And then you don't have choice. friend of mine said to me once that we were doing some peer coaching and there was this recurring issue that I kept speaking to that each time we would meet I'd be like oh this is still off for me you know this recurring issue I can't even remember what the issue was anymore (laughs) I might still be dealing with it I don't know but I remember it it, it certainly doesn't have as much energy as it did at that point some years ago but what was really profound to me in the moment was she pointed out to me, she's like, that's quite the mantra you've got going on that you're not enough in this way. And do you really want to be affirming that day in, day out, week in, week out? You've said this like a hundred times now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, for some reason, just the way she posed that to me, really helped me to see that unconsciously I was reaffirming this issue by stating it over and over again as my truth Uh and that I was limiting myself by the way that I was attached to this issue. (laughs) I was recreating the issue for myself and almost like affirming it, you know, like, like you would speak an affirmation, like I am worthy. I was unconsciously using the power of my voice and my thoughts to feed this idea that I did not want to participate in. And I kept trying to approach it from different ways and give myself different tools to meet it. And it kept persisting. And so I think what I decided to do at that point was get really conscious of how I was speaking about it Mm -hmm. and try to reframe it And then also I did some opposite affirmations, right, around the issue. It's hilarious that I can't remember what the issue was, but. Well, you know, I mean, this this brings me to a whole nother tool that I believe is true. Words are spells. Yes, totally. They're really magic. The words that we use create magic magic, light magic, whatever you want to call it. But there's like the, that EFT, that tapping tool, 
they tap out the negative things and then they put in the positive things. Right. So you yeah. tap on like energy points. They have specific ones, but I think you could tap. I think you could do that intuitively, actually. Right. The, you know, where does it need to tap? Yes. Right. Tap where and tap, tap out that stuff with the intention of tapping it out and then tapping it in. I mean, like a lot of times I'll just tap on my thymus. Right. This is my go-to now when I start feeling anxious. I'll just like tap right here and breathe. And it's like, okay, everything's good. So lightly tapping with your fingers on your chest, on your thymus, over your heart chakra. And I love that you brought up EFT in case anybody doesn't know what that is. It's energy freedom technique. And you can look that up. But there's specific coordinates, certain energy points that you would tap on saying these words in a certain order. But you could do that intuitively. And I love that. I love the way you brought that in. That for you, one way to meet your anxiety when it does come up is to just tap lightly there on the thymus. You could say first the limiting belief, the challenge, Mm -hmm. and then you could replace it, right? With the one that feels, well, what's the, the truth you're choosing consciously instead of the one that you're running unconsciously and reacting right. to. <laughs> so what is the truth that you choose for yourself now after that last limiting belief? Are you asking me directly? Yes. <laughs> I can't remember the exact limiting belief right. that I was dealing with at but, that time when she said it, but I've had many, Shelley. <laughs> I'm a human being on my spiritual journey and yes. I've had many limiting beliefs and I have done this with many of them. I would say one of the most prevalent that uh, I have dealt with is just not enough time. I don't have enough time and I make myself so busy. And I have this mantra that I run, I don't have enough time or I'm too busy. I'm overwhelmed. And that's a belief. It's also a condition that I have then created Mm -hmm. in response to that belief. And it's a feedback loop. It's a cycle. And and we do call those loops in polarity. That's in the second communications class. We dissect those and how to break them. Right. 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 Break free of our loops. There are methods to that within polarity in the more advanced ways. But, you know, I think this is an interesting conversation because right thinking or being conscious of how you're thinking and choosing healthful thought patterns (laughs) that can propel you in the direction you want to go is an aspect of polarity therapy. That is a way that we, that we meet energy because energy does come through thoughts and it comes through words. Yes. And I love what you said about words are spells, Mm -hmm. which is true because what do spells do is they create something out of nothing, right? Yes. And that's what words do too. We speak something, we're giving energy to it. Eventually, if there's enough energy there, it becomes form. And the first step of that is to speak it. So what are the spells that we are I think the first step is to think it. Think it, speak it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Once you speak it, it's getting that much closer to form. Oh, for sure. Now in the material world. Yes. It's now here with, with a vibration that is yes. measurable. Right. Yes. Yeah. So how do we want to use that power, the power of our words and the power of our thoughts? How do we want to use those? Right. A good question. I mean, I utilize affirmations a ton. I always have ever since I was little. I grew up with Louise Hay. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. grow. I grew up with the, the whole new age thing of words were medicine. 
yes. specific ailments and things. they are medicine. Yes. I'm just saying like, <laughs> as a child, I started to work with that as a child. And it was so powerful for me, you know, having that experience yet. I still didn't catch, you know, we're always a work in progress, but I still didn't catch that time when my friend pointed it out to me. Oh, that's an interesting mantra. <laughs> yes. What kind yeah. of spell are you weaving there? <laughs> well, if you didn't have a friend to talk to you about that, how would have you even know that you were doing that? Right. Yes. <laughs> well, we are we are reflections for each other and we do need connections. You know, that is very helpful. Is there any kind of completing thoughts that you want to share, Shelly? Anything that would feel like it would wrap up this conversation? No, I just want to thank you so much for asking me to do this with you and having a conversation with you. I just, I love you, number one, but I, I love your podcast. I listen all the time. I actually, I love everything you do. Um, you're just such a true, authentic, loving, caring, beautiful soul. And I'm so grateful to be on the planet with you at this time, because I really believe that you are you are holding something for all of us and you're sharing something for all of us too. So I'm just, I'm so grateful to be with you. So thank you so much. Oh, Shelly, thank you so much that I really take that into my heart and receive your words. And I feel so, so honored. So thank you for sharing that. And I'm also really honored just to have you, have you here and sharing your wisdom Thank you. Yes. And I really look forward to co-teaching with you. Shelly and I are going to be teaching an energetic nutrition and cleanse class at some point soon, or who knows at what point you're listening to this, but you can check my website for that because once we have taught it live, there will be an online course available around it. So I'm excited to collaborate around that. And yeah, thank you for sharing some of your story and your wisdom it was a total pleasure so thank you thank you thank you Shelly thank you so much for listening to this episode of Alone Traveler's Guide to the Divine you can learn more about Shelly Bredesen at astroenergetics.net you can also find her on Facebook at Shelly Bredesen or on Instagram at Cosmic Marbles. Shelly is so incredibly cool and offers astrology readings and has many cool online courses and creative offerings in the works. She is... And you can find those links in my show notes. If you'd like to learn more about my, you can learn more about my upcoming classes that are happening in person in Olympia, Washington on polarity therapy and dream work at elevationhive.com. As always, I appreciate you sharing this episode with a friend. And if you found it helpful or interesting, you're welcome to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. Thank you so much for participating with your energy. It is such an honor to be in sacred community with you.